Welcome to Pixels and Pines Podcast. I'm Bradley. And I'm Michael. And we're two dudes talking about video games while drinking pints. Yeah. You know, man, I never oh. I never get tired of that fucking logo. It's a really good logo, dude. I've been telling you. <laughs> I, uh, God. I don't know that I liked it as much when I first made it, but uh, it's fucking growing on me. Um, it's okay. You don't have to like it. That's true. I'm going to I'm gonna print us some fucking shirts uh, for when we go to MAGFest, by the way. Hell yeah. That's what's going to be sick. Um, fuck, man. Let's get started. What are you drinking today? One second. I actually, yeah. I lost, I, I navigated <laughs> away from the script like an idiot. You're like, I cannot because look down I, at my hands and see what's in them. I don't have, I don't have any of the, uh, oh. the cans with me right now. Well, uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, you go ahead. Then. Sober October is done. Mm-hmm. Uh, back to drinking like a man. Uh, right now I got tiny S's. Uh, so I have a whole bunch of beer that's been sitting in the fridge since October. I really need to get rid of it. So I'm, I'm going, I'm going sour. I'm going sour today. Uh, I have, uh, tiny S's Prairie artisan ales out of Oklahoma. It's a sour orange peel, lime Skittles in quotes. They don't call it Skittles. Uh, 5.9% ABV. It's still way too, uh, way too sweet, way too sweet. And, um, definitely heavy on the lime. Ooh. And I'm, I'm tasting the orange too. So it's, it's kind of a weird, sweet almost like citrus? a limeade. Ooh. Like it's you get like it like, limeade. uh, like a Sonic or something. Something like that. Yeah. So it's like a lime. It's like a limeade. There's, uh, a little bit of, you can taste the orange peel. Mm. And I guess the sweetness comes from the, from the candies themselves. Uh, it's, it's all right. Um, I got to drink it though. Uh, and after this, I'll have uh, something called Hidden Dragon from Martin House out of Fort Worth. Love those guys. It's a sour with orange juice, dragon fruit, and ginger. I don't remember what it tastes like, but I'll I'll let you guys know once I pop it open. 8.6 ABV, so it's a little bit... Oh, my bad. That's your beer. We'll get to that in a second. It's 8% ABV, so a little <laughs> bit on the higher side compared to most sours. So it's a little bit heavier. Yeah, that is... Uh, what about you, sir? What you, I am what you drinking... drinking I'm drinking... Uh, uh, a fall beer uh, from Southern Tier Brewing. Uh, it is Pumpkin. Um, nice. It's 8.6 ABV, and it has a 90 score out of 100 on Beer Advocate. It is probably one of the premium uh, pumpkin ales uh, on the market. Um, it's relegated to, I think, mostly just the East Coast now. Um, and you and I are going to be making a trip next weekend. To go pick yeah, up a are. couple boxes of this motherfucker. So, well, I think you got the pumpkin. I decided to go with a warlock. You just went warlock. Oh, I went both. Yeah. I don't remember what happened. Uh, I am I still getting? I, did I get two boxes of warlock? Two cases of it? I don't remember. I think you just bought well, one. I think you just bought okay. one because I bought. I definitely bought two because we owe Davy a date. Either way, I guess we got to square up on cash because Janet just paid him for fucking everything. It was like fucking almost six hundred dollars. <laughs> okay, yeah, uh, that's a lot of beer. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I have uh, I have like three cases of uh, pumpkinator. Pumpkinator, God, I forgot what it was called. Yeah, I got three cases of pumpkinator in the kitchen right now, just sitting there. And bless 
bless up with specs, dude. They they did not even bother to open up the the cases. They had a they just brought the bomber out and they just said like, "Yo, this is how many bottles are in there. Just scan it and go." They didn't even they know what's up. Dog, uh, I was mad. HEB o- yeah, the HEB, whole thing. HEB opens up the entire case and scans them. Specs didn't have time for that because I had three cases and they're just like, uh, just, you know, this times this. Get them six. Yep. <laughs> I can hit the door. God damn. That's wild. get out. I know. So I have three pristine cases. I'm looking to, uh, I'm, I'm looking to keep one of them for sure. Not, well, not like one of them, uh, as a not going to drink it. One of them as I really like the boxes. Because you don't oh, see yeah. those things all the time. They only come out once a year. Yep. It's very specific pump, uh, pumpkinator. And it's not like... Because if you get this out in stores, they usually give you in like some generic, like a you know, like little six-pack holder, something yep. like that. It looks looks dumb. I like having the complete pumpkinator package. And in fact, when I was out there at St. Arnold's, uh, during the release, I actually I picked up like a shirt, a koozie. I, I was like pumpkinatored out. Like Damn. I made it an entire experience when I went out Damn. there. Damn, I wish you would have told me they had shirts. Fuck. My bad, dude. I didn't it's, know. It's all right. It's D- all right. They they might still have it. Yeah, I could probably it. I'd probably just look online and see if they got any. I didn't even know they made fucking pumpkinator shirts. That's wild. It's like one of my favorite beers. I never even thought about the fact that there's a shirt with the logo on it. Man. All right. Fuck. That's a good season for fucking beer though, right now. Like with uh it really is fall yeah. and everything coming in. We got like all the big stouts coming out. Uh all the pumpkin yes, uh, type of stuff is coming to a halt right now, so starting to slow down on production. Uh, shit, what else do people drink during the winter? I just I normally just fuck around with stouts and pumpkin beers, but I don't know. I mean, maybe they're gonna start doing. Um, they're gonna have like this. St- they're gonna start the Christmas stuff. Oh, that's up soon, right. dude. And, I miss. Uh, I miss. You'll shoot your eye out. That was a goddamn good beer from. <laughs> who the fuck was that? Um, there's assholes down the road that sold out. Oh, um, Carbach. I don't drink their stuff anymore. Carbach. What was that? Carbach. Carbach. There we go. Yeah. Carbach. We still oh, have man. one of their, you'll shoot your eyes out and I want to drink it, but I know it's bad now. I know it's bad because it's been like 10 years. What kind of beer is it? Uh, I don't know. Let me look. <laughs> look it up. Carbach. Yeah. Yeah, for uh, for folks who don't know, uh, since uh, since we keep our pinky out when we when we drink beer and we kind of hang out uh, with places where bartenders like to wear like suspenders and have handlebar mustaches and like to have their sleeves rolled up when they pour us a beer, like that kind of thing. It was a very very big deal that Carbox sold out to what was it Anheuser Busch? Yep. Which is good for good for them, you know. They had like the Hellfighter series, the Hellfighter. Oh, those those beers were so good, dude. Fucking BBH, dude. The Bishop Barrel, yeah. Bourbon Bourbon Barrel Hellfighter. Um, they, you know, they were like they were like one of the darlings of like the the craft beer scene in Houston. And when they sold out to Anheuser Busch, everybody like they got they got xed out on everybody's menus, and they were they were like a person non grata. You could not ask for them. At any of the uh, just any of the drinking spots, Mm-mm. they refused to serve their beer. They were they took that very seriously. Yeah, because a lot seriously. of places uh, like Murdoch's and stuff they 
They only serve craft Rip Murdoch's. Oh, I'm not Rip Murdoch. Rip <clears throat> Petrol Station. Yeah, Sorry. Rip Petrol Station. They they also only serve craft beer. So once mm-hmm. they were bought out by Anheuser-Busch, it, it gave them the ability to uh, produce beer on a massive scale, all this other stuff. Right. They changed all their recipes to be more to have more preservatives and all this other stuff. And they kind of lost their way as a craft beer joint. So the craft beer scene, like you said, said, fuck it, we're out. Uh, but you'll shoot your eye yep. out as a red ale brewed with orange peel. No so way that's any good. Yeah. After yeah, 10 years. Yeah. Because it's only 5.6 ABV and 18 mm-hmm. IBU, which is really fucking low. So there is... And this was back before they had preservatives in there. Uh, so it may have been good on shelf for like six months. Uh, and we just Ouch. kept it because we were like, oh, don't drink it, don't drink it. And then we forgot all about it. So it sits in there. In a yeah, bottle. can you believe that? Can you believe that, folks? People buying beer so they don't drink it. Yeah. They, they want to throw it in the back of their pantry and let it sit there for years. Yeah. Years. And those bottles were expensive. They were anywhere between 9 and $12 a pop. So... A bottle, indeed. Yeah. Well, fuck, man. I guess that's enough about beer, man. You ready to you ready to move on to what we right got before? With? Yeah. Go, go right before it. we get into it, uh, we're gonna do, I guess, as a lot of the podcasters say, into house cleaning, just to yeah. just to let you guys know what we've been up to for the past week or so. Outside of the news that we're gonna talk about, we have started up a kind of like our shorts. So we've been starting to experiment with shorts, and uh, it seems like people are really really into them and so definitely te- check out our shorts on YouTube uh, if you're if you're listening to this uh, we should have links everywhere no matter if you're on uh, podcast land or if you're watching this uh, YouTube proper uh, but definitely check out our shorts uh, right now I came up with a really dumb series called 30 second video game news which it forces me to 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 fit like whatever whatever topic comes up during the week into a like a 30 second bite sound bite and it ends up with me sounding like the micro machines man whenever he was on tv <laughs> because 30 seconds is not a lot of time and usually i i try to time box myself uh you know like no longer than an hour to prep the entire 30 second short so what you're going to get out of it is I'm probably coming up with some of the stupidest way to try to introduce the video. I have like really cringe jokes and just dumb stuff that I try to say during the entirety of the, of the short while trying to present the information at the same time. And most of this stuff is off the dome. So the first dumb thing that pops into my head is what's going to be put out there. And I can't take it back. Dude. So there's, there's no, there's no, uh, there's no regretting or like thinking about this too hard. By the time I think like I should not have done that, hundreds done. of people have probably already mm-hmm. watched it. I think, I think there are good insight into how you think, uh, and and the type of media that you like. Even the I ain't never scared. Maybe, <laughs> dude. That shit. I was like, oh, that's so fucking good too. Um, the shorts well, you've been so putting like, out are fucking. They're, in my opinion, they're pretty. They're pretty fucking on point. I, I enjoy it. And so the, like the whole, like that in uh, the AMD announcement that we went over and I'm mm-hmm. not going to go over it here. Um, just because it was an announcement of an announcement type thing. The, the cards themselves aren't releasing until sometime in December. We'll go over it in December. Once, once we start knowing about some of the stuff, I know I did it for NVIDIA. I'm kind of an NVIDIA person. So for that short, um, I kind of try to play off the insecurities 
that people like myself have that, yo, I just spent a whole bunch of money for this 4090 and AMD is going to come and like, you know, like, you know, like their their most expensive card is a thousand dollars. I'm just, yeah. you know, I'm just like, wait a minute. Like, no, my card's super good. Like, this has got to be garbage, right? So just trying to play up on the insecurity of all the NVIDIA folks who are now being uh, told that they spent way too much money and they're stupid and, uh, you know, that kind of thing. So I even I held mean, up the little box. I even held up the little box just to let you guys know that I am a, a green. I'm on team green. I, I feel like uh, technology FOMO is a risky thing to have. It really is. Because it definitely now, I mean, technology is fucking super expensive. Uh, video yeah. cards are out of fucking control. Processors are out of fucking control. Mother, the whole fucking thing. Uh, I guess it's because the mineral shortage and stuff like that and shipping and everything else. Um, and then when you they say, yeah, they say it's going to get better, but it hasn't. It's one of those things where like uh, an example is it was like way back in the day. Um hard drives shot up in price because I think there was like a, the there was like a tsunami or something yeah, like that. Japan. And yeah. And so hard drives became super expensive, uh, for like two or three years after the fact, like that stuff doesn't come down in price immediately, you know, no, it takes for, and well, yeah. So regardless of whether or not they're going to, the, like the, the mineral shortage is, is done and over with, we're going to have like inflated prices for, for everything for the next like three or four years. It's going to suck. Yeah. And unfortunately, just prices people out of it. I think so. And all the stuff that you used to spend, like, because, like, the 3080 was 700 bucks, and I think it starts at, like, 900 for the 40 series. That's a lot of money. I, I haven't seen a fucking video card that's worth it, in my opinion, like a, a 3080 right now on Amazon under $1,600, $1,400. No, it's way cheaper than that. Uh, way I guess, cheaper. I guess I just need yeah. to not look on Amazon. Probably go to Newegg or go to Newegg, Best Buy. Um, the 3080s right now. I think even like even the 3090 Ti, like the top tier 30 card, that is like 900 bucks, 900 or oh, a thousand, I think. Uh, if you get a regular 3080, they're they're basically back to the to the MSRP that they were um, back in like November of 2020. So you're looking at like 700, 750 bucks, something like that. Like you, they say that you're saving money on the price, but basically it's all of the inflated prices coming right back down to where they used to be. Uh, gotcha. But it's still, it's still very expensive. It's still very expensive. So, you know, the, the idea that you need one of these cards is, I don't know. I, I, Nobody needs these cards. Like if you look at the top Steam, uh, the top Steam, uh, they have like uh, analytics that they pull from Steam users, mm -hmm. and the the card that most people uh, are using is like a 1060. You know, like the I think the 3080 is like the top. It's like in the top 30. It's like the one oh. of the last cards. Damn. You know. Yeah, it is not a common thing. So like you see people with these 3080s, the 4090s, and all this other stuff. It's a very small portion of the community. Very, very small. You don't see this stuff. Ha like nobody, ha nobody really has these cards. The only people you see them are people on YouTube, dumb people like me, who who apparently have more money than sense. So I'll I'll buy it 
for whatever reason. I'm still rocking a fucking 2070 Super. There you go. And you know what? To to the to that point, it's basically fine. There's nothing wrong with it at all. Like it'll get you it'll get you where you need to go when it comes to PC gaming. But you know, I, like you said, with you know FOMO when it comes to this stuff, like they feel like they need it. Yeah. And even me, like I I realized like I don't need this at all. I could have stayed with a 3080. You know what I mean? I didn't have to do none of this stuff, and I would have been fine. Pocket my pocketbook's a little a little lower because of it, but hey, you know it, it is what it is. Yeah. It was worth it, though, I'm sure. So, yeah, uh, definitely check out our shorts. And, uh, yeah, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe to Pixels and Pints to get up to uh, get get up to date notifications on the YouTube app for all of the shorts that are come out coming out. Uh, I try to do maybe two a day. Um, weekends is probably about one because there's not a whole bunch of stuff that goes on on the weekends. I might pick up some older stuff that... I just didn't feel it was worth making a short for. Uh, so you'll see that uh, I try to. There's really probably not going to be one on Monday since we're going to be uh, coming into a new week and there might be some stuff that comes out uh, early morning on Monday. So I'll probably try to push one out. I don't know. Uh, 9 p.m. Central Time. Uh, something like that. Just to get something out there for the start of the week. And I'll progressively just start adding more stuff as more news kind of rolls in. And uh, we may not necessarily cover it on the podcast. Like I said, it's a 30 second short. It's just something super quick to just to push out. And uh, we may do a longer form discussion. Uh, I think we have a couple of topics that we're going to talk about uh, longer form compared to just the stupid 30 second short. Um, but yeah, and also don't forget to uh, subscribe or follow our podcast uh, on podcasting platforms like you know apple podcasts spotify definitely uh if you're not able to if you don't have like youtube premium or red or whatever they're calling it and you can't put us in the background or if you can't you know load us up on your desktop while you're at work or something like that subscribe to us you know apple podcast spotify and just throw us up in the back put on your headphones do what you got to do get your get your grind on at work and uh, just listen to us uh, say all this dumb stuff, dude. Hell yeah! And uh, I think with that, let's uh, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and get into this. Again, I decided the best thing to do was to navigate away from the script because I'm a smart fellow, <laughs> very smart. So this week we're starting out with the uh, the new free stuff from Game Pass. That's for right. November. Well, that's right. So. I think it was uh, last week they started coming out with some of the free stuff mm-hmm. uh, for all the for all the people who are subscribed to Game Pass, PlayStation, all kinds of good stuff like that. We got a little bit more information for for like the Game Pass folks, PlayStation Plus Premium, uh, a little bit for PlayStation Plus. But we'll get into that. But for for the Game Pass folks, let's see what you're getting for November. Not too bad. Not too bad. This was on November 1st, which was about five days ago. They they let it off with something called The Legend of Tian Ding. This is a side-scroller beat-em-up. Uh, looks like it's kind of Chinese-inspired, I, I believe. Uh, looks pretty decent. Um, comes out for Claude console and PC, so check that out. 
Uh, they also have, I think these are, I think these are the Telltale games. So it's The Walking Dead and New Frontier, the complete season, and The Walking Dead Michonne, the complete season. Apparently the Michonne one is a, it's, it talks about, so Michonne, it's apparently like she, she kind of disappears during The Walking Dead TV series or in the, in the actual comics. I haven't watched that. I haven't watched that in such a long time. But apparently, this The Walking Dead Michonne, uh, the complete season, tells the story of what happens, you know, when she disappears f- for that time period. Uh, so if you're into that, uh, both of those are available for Game Pass on PC. I'm assuming Game Pass Ultimate. That's November first. November third, uh, we had Ghost Song uh, for cloud console and PC. Ghost Song is the 2D Metroidvania adventure game. Takes a ton, a ton of. Um, inspiration from Metroid. Uh, they have like an arm cannon, you know, stuff like that. Definitely check it out. Looks super cool. If I had Game Pass, I probably would have already played it already. Uh, November 8th for, I think this is super huge in Europe. Uh, football manager, this is a soccer. So when we say football, at least for this stuff, this is we're referring to soccer, uh, non-American football. Um, football manager 2023 on PC. As I said, it's a soccer managing sim. Then they have Football Manager 2023 for console, which is the cloud and console version. But you can also play that console version on PC if you choose to. Return to Monkey Island, which was the new, um, what is, Ron Gilbert. So that new Monkey Island game that was released, I think, uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Now you can play that on Game Pass, cloud console and PC. November 10th. Vampire Savior Survivors, I'm sorry. Vampire Survivors, which is probably one of the biggest meme games um that is going around right now. It is it is kind of like a kind of a bullet hell shooter, yeah. a bullet hell top down uh shooter game involving vampires, I guess. It's it's out on console. You can buy this on Steam for like three bucks right now. Yeah. I don't know if it's still three dollars, but it's super cheap on Steam. So if you're if you're into that kind of thing, if you want to know what everybody's memeing about, everybody's talking about for Vampire Survivors, it's super cheap if you want to get it on Steam. Uh, November 15th, uh, we have uh, Pentiment. Pentiment was, I believe this is from Obsidian. Um, Obsidian are the folks who did the Fallout New Vegas game. Um, this is kind of like a, it's a narrative driven kind of, I, I don't want to say it's a point and click, but I think it has kind of like a... Uh, a point-and-click adventure vibe along with it. Um, then we have Somerville uh, for console and cloud. Uh, November... I think... Uh, oh. My bad. I think I messed up some of the formatting. Um, so I think, I think that's it. Um, then we have... We're going to get into the stuff that's leaving Game Pass. Um... So November 8th, uh, the previous year uh, Football Manager 2022 and the Xbox version are going to be leaving Game Pass. So uh, the Xbox edition is the console version, uh, which is by the time this podcast comes out, you're only going to have a day. So sorry, guys. Uh, November 15th, uh, these games are going to be leaving. We have Art of Rally, uh, Fate Tactics, uh, Next Space Rebel, One Step from Eden and Superland. Those are going to be leaving on November 15th. Nice. You got I mean, out of the yeah. out of the games, man. Like, Ghost Song sounds fucking probably the most dope. Uh, yeah, we had talked about uh, Humble uh, releasing all their games for choice. So, if you are part of the choice system of Humble, 
you can just download the app. So it's humble app uh, and go yeah. song is available there for free. Nice. That's right. That's yeah. right. Uh, you also get uh signalis signalis signalis, something like that. Yeah. yeah. So those games have come out in the past, uh, I think in the past, the past week or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember we talked about this, um, I think a couple of weeks ago I did mention it, but it's good to remind the folks about it. Uh, cause I, I forgot about it. Uh, I had seen Signalis. I heard about Go Song. I completely forgot. I, I subscribe to Humble Bu- Humble Bundle Choice, so even I forgot that I have access to these games right now. I really need to get on it. Really need yeah. to get on it. Yeah, there's fucking hell of good games on there. Uh, so if you do subscribe yep. to that, make sure you go on there. The same yeah. with you yeah. know uh, the PlayStation Plus and uh, Xbox um, Game Pass. Yeah. So if I had to choose out of this, um, out of what's uh, been uh, been announced for Game Pass, uh, Legend of Tian Ding, side scrolling beat 'em ups, kind of kind of love that stuff. Ghost Song, Return to Monkey Island, like I think it looks really good. I know people complained about it when it was uh, when it was talked about during like you know the um, uh, I forgot what Jeff Fest? Jeff Keeley's yeah the Summer Game Fest stuff. Uh, people were crapping on it. I, it's unwarranted. I think it's super good. You get it for free. Play it. Vampire Survivors as well. Pentiment. Uh, not a whole bunch of people are excited for this Xbox exclusive game, but um, the art style looks really dope, really dope. And, you know, it's just it's a it's like it's an indie adventure narrative game. Definitely check it out. Definitely check it out. Tasty and uh, <laughs> yeah, very tasty. And um, we have PlayStation Plus premium sort of. Sort of PlayStation Plus Premium. So this isn't everything. They seem to be having a Ratchet and Clank kind of celebration for PlayStation Plus Premium users. On November 15th, you're going to get five Ratchet and Clank titles. There's a caveat to that, sort of. So on November 15th, uh, PlayStation Plus Premium users will get Ratchet and Clank for PS3, Going Commando, Up Your Arsenal, Deadlocked, and Ratchet and Clank Future Tools of Destruction for PS3. Why is there a caveat? Because these are streaming titles. If you're not somebody who is into streaming titles off of PlayStation Plus, well, you're kind of screwed. If you have a terrible experience with their streaming platform, these Ratchet and Clank titles are probably not going to be up your alley. But hey, you know, for free. And uh, also... And this is this is something that Sony really needs to get uh, in front of. So we have titles that are leaving on November 15th, but it seems that people have had to search out some of these titles through their PlayStation store in order to even find out the date that they're leaving. Oh, so uh, I forget who it was. I, I really wish I remembered who it was. There's like a Twitter user um, play eh, PlayStation plays or some something like that. My bad. My bad, homie. Um but apparently he went through and and looked through the games that are currently on uh, PlayStation Plus and found five that are going to be leaving on November 15th. We have Mafia Definitive Edition, which I hear is really good. Uh, Mafia 2 Definitive Edition, Mafia 3 Definitive Edition. So all these Mafia games leaving on November 15th. If you want to play them, make sure you do it now. Uh, we also have Ride 4 and MXGP 2021. And I've 
from what I remember, uh, Greedfall. So I, I don't know why I forgot this, but Greedfall. Greedfall's standard edition, by the way. Oh. So there's like a standard and deluxe edition. So it's the standard, I can spell. The standard version uh, will also be leaving on November 15th. So make sure you check those out before they go. Such a weird yeah. selection of games that are just going off. Like some yeah, mafia shit. Yeah, I'm not too sure what they're just... Yeah, I'm not too sure how they're decided. And by the way, this is not everything oh. uh, that's going to be for PlayStation Plus. From I what I, from <laughs> I what I've heard, I think being like, "Yo, fuck Mafia and fuck Motocross," and basically, <laughs> that's basically so. what they're saying. <laughs> I believe in the next couple of days, uh, PlayStation or Sony will announce uh, additional titles that will be coming to PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is just an announcement for Ratchet and Clank, the celebration for Ratchet and Clank for whatever it is. I, I don't know if it's an anniversary or something like that. Nice glasses, bro. Thanks, man. I'm getting old. Yeah, very, very, <laughs> very shiny too. Yeah, they are. I'm just gonna look down. Yeah, look down. Look down. I'm gonna be ashamed of um, myself for wearing these. Yeah, you're gonna. So we'll have to wait a couple of more days. We'll have to wait a couple of more days to to find out what additional titles are gonna be coming in November. This is just Ratchet and Clank celebration. So be on the lookout. We'll we'll talk about it. You'll probably even see a short about it. And then next up, we actually got some hardware announcement. We got a hardware announcement. PlayStation VR 2. We had kind of gotten, we had been tickling our balls about it. Like, hey, it's coming. Like, here's the headset. Look at, look at these cool controllers. And we're like, yeah, that looks awesome. And uh, we were like, you keep talking about it, but you're not telling us anything else. Like, yo, when's it coming? How much? What games? And then dropped finally, they they finally just dropped it. Just one yeah, morning, yeah. people woke up and freaked everybody out. We're not going to get to the price yet. We'll get to it, though. So PSVR 2 is going to be launching on February 22nd, 2023. Uh, February is going to be packed packed with stuff already we talked about everything coming out in february of 2023 and on top of that playstation vr2 if you thought you were going to drop a whole bunch of money in february to play all these games well buckle up buckaroo because you're going to have playstation vr2 dropping on you in february towards the end of february and we'll let you know how much you're going to be spending i don't know how these they motherfuckers are, are going to afford rent in february and play games uh, go go live with their moms. Well, they're probably already living <laughs> with their parents already. Anyway, you know who you are. Oh, it's me. It's me. I'm so, back in with my dad. February 22nd, we have two bundles. We have the standard, which just comes with the hardware. Nothing else with it. It's going to be 550 bucks. The price, the price of a PlayStation 5. Well, PlayStation 5 in most regions... Uh, PlayStation 5 with a bundled in game. Right now they have Modern Warfare 2 and uh, God of War Ragnarok uh, as a bundle for 550 right now on the PlayStation Direct website. So, uh, you know, it's about it's it's a little bit if you're in the U.S., it's a little bit more than the price of a PlayStation 5. Uh, 600 euros, which is super expensive. Yeah. Or a little bit expensive. 530 British pounds, also expensive. Uh, 75,000 yen. Actually, not that expensive, at least if you're an American. And we'll get to we'll get to uh, we'll get to the conversion in a little bit. 
Uh, and then they also have a bundle with uh, Horizon Call of the Mountain, which is the I guess the the premier VR two game that Sony has been has been trying to show off. That bundle with the game, so it's six hundred bucks. So you're 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 paying fifty dollars for the Call of uh, Call of the Mountain game. So six hundred U.S. dollars, six hundred and fifty euro, uh, five hundred and seventy British pounds, and eighty thousand yen. And if you look at the conversion process right now, you can technically probably import the PSVR two uh, Horizon Call of the Mountain bundle for about five hundred and forty-five U.S. dollars before shipping. So depending on how heavy this is or how much money that they're going to charge, you know, maybe like maybe it'll be like. Uh, I don't know, like 5,000 yen, maybe 6,000 yen to, to ship it out. Uh, you might be able to get it for, for cheaper than, than just purchase, purchasing it directly through uh, PlayStation Direct in the U.S. or getting it from whatever retailers are going to be selling it in, in America. So I don't know. If people want to save a little bit of money, you can try importing it from Japan uh, if you're American. That's assuming you're okay with it taking fucking for ever to get through customs no. no amazon japan they can get it to you in like three days what the fuck mm-hmm. okay so what i'm saying you're gonna spend okay. like you're gonna spend maybe like 35 40 bucks for shipping but it'll get there in like two to three days okay i get um for the stuff that amazon uh, japan ships uh if i do it on a monday i can get it before the end of the week damn Mm-hmm. I mean, meet you pay for it. it. It's it's only really worth it if you're going to buy a whole bunch of stuff all at once or if it's a big item. For example, if I was to get like a, a soundtrack, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, the soundtrack and soundtracks are expensive in, from Amazon Japan. The soundtrack itself could be like 40 bucks and you'll probably spend 20 to import it. But you'll get it in like two, three days. It's expensive, but they'll get it that to you expensive. quick. Yeah. Uh, on top of the two bundles, we also have a charging station for the uh, the VR2 Sense controllers. So for 50 bucks, uh, 50 euro, 40 British pounds, 550 yen. Again, uh, 550 yen is relatively cheap. I think it's like $35. Americans got it good. The conversion, the conversion from uh, yen to US dollars is very favorable to Americans. So maybe check it out. Uh, so a charging, the charging station for the dual, uh, VR two sense controllers, um, registrations for PR for registrations for the pre-orders, I should say have already begun. Uh, when they did the announcement, they said that, uh, regist- registrations for pre-order. It's weird. You have to like, you're, you're literally like, you're asking, uh, queuing up to be able to pre-order. Yeah. And, and that doesn't even guarantee you a pre-order. It doesn't. It's it's kind of like a, I guess their invite system. I guess if you would want to if you would want to call it that. So, um, I did it. I think probably about like a couple of minutes after the uh, the registration process began. So if it's a first come first serve basis, I should be getting an invite uh, once pre orders open up. But if not, um, you you might be able to do it elsewhere. Pre-orders are going to begin on November 15th, uh, 2022 through PlayStation Direct. So if I get an invite November 15th, I will be able to pre-order the the PSVR 2 system. Um, 
everybody else, other retail. So whoever Sony is partnering up, partnering up with to, to sell the PSVR two bundles. Um, they are also going to take pre-orders on November 15th. You'll have to look out to see which retailers actually participate in that. And unfortunately you're going to have to wait for information from them, the partners to see how their pre-order process is going to happen. I mean, this is, this is a super expensive bundle. Uh, you know, at minimum, at minimum, you're, you're not going to walk out probably under 550 bucks. And if you're including taxes, probably not under 600, you know, everything with everything included. So about $600 minimum. I, I don't, I guess there could be a whole, whole lot of early adopters. I, I know that people, people were skeptical that, you know, like the 40, 90 cards were going to sell out, but apparently there was, uh, enough demand where these cards, like, I think when I walked in to micro center, the, I walked in at my, to micro center, there were, there was people lining up like four or five hours before the store opened. I walked in right when the store technically opened and basically everything that I had wanted to get, um, the cards were already gone. I had to go with like, my very last last choice for 4090s they Damn. went so they went quick they went quick uh, a lot quicker than uh, even nvidia expected there's no telling if these are going to sell just as quickly but if you want to if you want to if you want to be able to play on february february 22nd you're going to have to get on it on november 15th shit mhm is there is there a reason someone will want to pre-order this so bad. Like, are the games coming out for it worth it? The call of, um, the call of the mountain, the horizon, the horizon VR two game. That seems like it's actually going to be pretty dope, but again, it's, it's a VR two experience. So from the impressions that we've gotten so far, it's kind of like an on rails type thing. And I think even even some of the I think there's supposed to be instances where, you know, you're you're fighting like one of the monsters, like one of the one of the mechanical dinosaur type type critters. Mm -hmm. And you kind of get thrown into like this this arena that has very, very limited boundaries that you can actually, you know, walk around in. So. They're going to be simple experiences, but, you know, I don't know. Maybe they'll be good for, I think they've been they've been saying, or at least the people who've got to, to play it or uh, see it in person, I think they've been told this is going to be like a five to six hour experience. Maybe 10, 10 hours total. Okay. Maybe. So that may be enough. But they've also announced more games. They're going to be coming, coming along. Unfortunately, they didn't tell, they didn't really tell us up front which of these games are actually coming at launch we have i think some some assumptions uh, so the the um the blog post that sony put out for these 11 games didn't have a whole bunch in in the way of release dates and uh, we're going to get into those 11 games right now so starting off with the first game that they talked about we have uh the Dark Pictures uh, Switch, I think is it called Switchback? Uh, the Dark Pictures Switchback VR. 
from uh, Supermassive Games. They are the same developer as the uh, the Dark Picture Anthology. So, uh, same dev who who uh, develops the original games. They're going to be providing us with a VR version of it. They haven't really given us a release date, although I've heard that it should be a launch title. But uh, in the uh, in the announcement, they didn't really talk too much about it. Unfortunately, uh, it's so this this Dark Picture Switchback VR is a roller coaster action horror shooter set in the dark pictures anthology world. So again, it's like an, it's this is literally on rails. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, it's going to be, I, I am assuming it's uh you know, you're going to be in the roller coaster, you know, pointing your weapon at stuff, you know, you're in, you're sitting in place. You can't really do stuff. There's supposed to be multiple paths in here, you know, where, <clears throat> Where you're going to be able to, I guess, veer off the, uh, like you're going to get to a, a point, uh, like a fork in the in the coaster where you know maybe you're going to have to like fire at something to you know switch the switch the tracks to like send you either left or right. So technically, maybe two runs of the game won't be the same. You'll be able to kind of, um, you know, make it your own experience every time you play. Uh, next up, cool. we have. It's it seems kind of cool. It seems kind of cool, but we'll see. We don't know. We'll have to find out. Uh, next up, we have Crossfire Sierra Squad from developer Smilegate. These, the well, these are South Korean developers uh, who have created the Crossfire series. The last game that um, I don't think we've talked about it, but uh, it was. I remember hearing about it. Uh, it was a game called Crossfire X, and the reason why I remember hearing about it is because. They actually partnered up with uh, Remedy Entertainment, and Remedy Entertainment actually created the Max Payne Control and the Alan Wake franchises. So, from what I heard from Crossfire X, like it was, it was kind of like a very simple, very simple like a military, modern military shooter, but had a lot of like Remedy Entertainment kind of, kind of like uh, signatures. You know, I think um, I might have I don't. It's either like uh, I think story story beats. Uh, Remedy games are very very specific. When you if you played a if you play a Remedy game, you know it's a Remedy game. Put it that way. Okay. Uh, Sierra Squad is going to be launching sometime in 2023. Haven't really given us a date about uh, what it's going to be. Like I said, it's a military style FPS. Uh, it seems like it's going to be wave based. The combat at least. They say it's going to have 60 missions, 39 weapon types, including throwable weapons, uh, 17 enemy types, and you can play this either solo or in four-player co-op. And uh, in their little marketing spiel, they said something about, I don't know, like using, I guess if you're, you were in the military, but essentially, um, you know, using hand signals to kind of direct people. Oh, that could um, be cool. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's kind of how they described it. Okay. So yeah, it, it could be fun. It could be fun. Uh, next up, we have a game called The Light Brigade. The Light Brigade is from some folks called Funktronic Labs. These appear to be some Japanese developers who are now based out of Cali. Um, the Funktronic Labs is very VR AR focused uh, in their company. Pre-orders are starting November fifteenth for this game. There's no release date. Apparently, this is supposed to be some sort of single-player FPS roguelite. Um, that they have, and there's there's videos for most of this, but there are 
really no info. There's really no information about this. It's it's literally an FPS, and you're like shooting crap and going through doors. I'm assuming you're gonna die. You're gonna gain abilities, whatever, and then start over the game from scratch with those new abilities. Uh, Cities VR is the next game, uh, enhanced edition. Uh, from developer Fast Travel Games. It is a VR developer out of Stockholm, Sweden. Again, pre-orders for this game start on November 15th. No release date given. Uh, if you've never played uh, City Skyline, uh, it's kind of like a SimCity-like city builder. You know, you know, okay. uh, optimizing traffic, you know, building out um, zones for like residential, commercial, and stuff like that. Uh, it's supposed to be a VR version of City Skyline. Uh, that was originally developed by Colossal Order Limited. Uh, not a lot of information. Uh, I'm assuming they're just going to attempt to port that game and then kind of like, I don't know, uh, just shove VR uh, abilities in it, I guess. Uh, we'll have to see if, if if this actually pans out. Although I guess it, I guess it could be cool. Yeah, it would um, be cool because I think, I think cities had the ability, like some of the later Sim cities where you could like, Hop in a helicopter or hop in a car, and just yeah. like go around in the city. Yeah, so you that, can. Yeah, you could like follow one of um one of the cars and like go through traffic or like you know take like a almost like a um a three D experience in, yeah. inside of your city. So yeah, like this this actually that sounds pretty cool. That does sound really fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have Cos Cosmonius High uh, from developer Alchemy Game Alchemy Labs. I'm sorry. Um, these are the homies. They're out of Austin, Texas. Most notable thing. They were bought by Google. Oh, these dudes got money. They were known for job simulator, which I think was, uh, one of the first meme, uh, VR games that I remember. Mm -hmm. I think it was one where like you were trying to like start a computer and like you were like photocopying, like, like coffee mugs and whatnot. And it would shoot out, uh, just like a, you know, like if you were, it's basically a, uh, uh, a model duplicator. Yeah. And like you were like throwing, like, you know, somebody would come around with donuts and you would pick it up and like you would throw it at people. People were having a blast with it. Uh, they're also known for creating a Rick and Morty simulator, virtual Rickality. Pre-orders for this game come out on November 15th. Again, no release date. This is a single play, single player alien adventure game. Um, kind of looks, so you play as some sort of alien and you're going out into this alien world and you're interacting with like the, the the denizens of this of this thing and just kind of I don't know I guess I guess there's gonna be a game out of it uh, maybe there's a story to go along with it who knows this game um, looks psychedelic as fuck by yeah the way. it really does again Rick and Morty simulator virtual reality you know you know they smoking something over there in Austin yeah um, one of the one of the highlights that they're talking about this game is that it's supposed to be targeting 4k 90 FPS shit so you're supposed to. So this should be high fidelity, high frame rate gaming. Uh, hopefully they hit the target. Um, it's definitely one of the games that I'm interested in, along with the uh, Cities VR stuff, because I think that's kind of cool. Uh, so hopefully we get a little bit more information about when it's coming out, so we can check out. Because I'm gonna try to get uh, the PSVR two, and I'll probably make a stupid short and maybe do uh, a video about it when it comes in. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, next, we have Hello Neighbor Search and Rescue, developed by Tiny Build Games and Steel Wool Studios. Steel Wool Studios is a VR dev out of Cali. Uh, they seem to do a lot of Five Nights at Freddy's VR things. 
Um, Tiny Builds, uh, Eerie Guest Studios are the original developers of Hello Neighbor. Um, pre-orders again start on November 15th. No release date given in their in their marketing. Uh, so it's supposed to be like a stealth horror game in the Hello Neighbor universe. Uh, Hello Neighbor is essentially like... Um, um, what's that? This is going to be... I'm gonna pull. I'm pulling this one deep. Uh, did you ever watch The Burbs with uh, what's his name, Tom Hanks? No. Okay. Um, and there's another. There's like a. It's like Jimmy Stewart. I think it's called like a window something. Um, but uh, essentially, there's like there's like a creepy neighbor, mm-hmm. and you think that he's doing some crazy stuff. And Hello Neighbor Search and Rescue is essentially you infiltrating his house. To try to find out what kind of crazy things that this guy is up to. <clears throat> yeah. So it, this is going to be kind like of akin. like burying bodies or like doing some real fucking weird shit. It like, potentially. I don't know. I've never played the Hello Neighbor series. So I don't know like how how crazy it is. Like maybe like maybe he's just like maybe he's just like doing something like really innocuous and it just looks like he's doing something insane. Yeah. Or maybe it really is insane. I don't know. I mean, know. it could be like those 80s movies. Remember, like, there'd always be like an old man at the end of the street and everybody's like, don't go near him. Like in the Goonies or something, they're like, oh, he's a, yeah. he's a Nazi. And he ends up just being a really fucking nice guy. <laughs> but I don't think that's the case with this. I'm pretty yeah. sure this guy's a fucking creep. And just like how all those 80s movies, sorry, tried to murder you. My bad. Oh, we didn't kill you. So it's kind of like, I guess, uh, what was it? Alien isolation, mm-hmm. sort of. Except, uh, you know, you're crawling around this guy's house, finding all kinds of spooky stuff. Could be kind of cool. Could be yeah. kind of cool. Who knows? Uh, if you get a chance to go into his bedroom and look between his mattress, that's where the real scary shit is. Oof. Do people still that's hide where my scary shit? Stuff is. Okay, I was gonna say, do people still hide shit there? But you already beat me to it, man. I guess, I guess so. Yeah, that was a. Uh, I used to hide my uh, my my physical spank bank when I was when I was uh, when I was a kid. That's where I used to put it. That's what's in up. between the uh, in between the mattress and uh, what's the thing? The little um, the duvet cover. Is that what it's no, called? No, not a duvet cover. Well, the people can't have a duvet, but I'm a man. I don't have duvet covers. Oh, you're talking about just the the box spring. There you go, box spring. There you I, go. I, I know about beds. I, I have one. I kept mine all in a three ring binder. In those, uh, you know, you those, too. those magazine uh, type of laminated things that you slide like a yeah. whole magazine into. I did that for pictures that I would print off of my fucking. <laughs> so we had dial up internet. So late at night while everybody was asleep, I'd boot my computer up. That fucking sound. And uh, I would download uh, pictures of naked women uh, over 56K. And print them out. And this process would take about 15 fucking minutes for photo. It would take forever. And I would print that motherfucker out and I'd slide it into this book for some time later. And I put a, I put like a, something on the front. It said like math notes or something like that. So (laughs) nobody would fuck with it. And he just stayed in my room in a drawer uh, on my desk. Oh my God. And people would like, you know, parents or whatever, my grandparents opened it up and be like, oh, math notes. What a fucking good boy. Well, I break that thing out. Shit. What no math homework. Give us some homework. That wasn't math. (laughs) Uh, Well, Uh, that was smart. I definitely didn't put math on it. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> good. Okay. So I'm feel comfortable about talking about this now because I apparently I wasn't the only one who did this. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Printing go. stuff out on an ink jet printer, like a 56k <laughs> modem. Definitely did. <laughs> I use the hell out of that ink, bro. They'd be like, like, "What are you printing?" It's like we gotta buy more ink. Like how how fast do you go through this? And occasionally, I just, I occasionally <laughs> just print out like a picture of like Goku at Super Saiyan three, and be like, "This is where all the ink went." This one photo. Oh, like, oh god, that would have been that would have been a perfect. That would have been a perfect thing. Just like, see, mom, like, this is what I'm printing out. It's, it's Goku. It's Goku. I'm it's not Goku. jacking off to this. Oh, am I? Yeah. Why is Bulma naked in the next one? He's like, <laughs> shut up, mom. That's just how, that's, that's what Akira Toriyama wanted, mama. Oh, man. But yeah. Uh, but my, uh, my parents were the kind to like, I think they were, it's hard to tell if they were ashamed of me or what I was doing. <laughs> Because I remember one day the binder disappearing. No. And I heard nothing. No. Nothing. To this day. Like, hey mom, remember that remember that one time you probably went uh in between my mattress and then found all my found all my spank pictures? It's like, what happened with that? And like she she probably put on gloves, put it like at the bottom of the trash can, and just like we don't talk about. We don't talk about that. She probably took uh, it out to like a fucking burn pit and burned that shit. Probably. She's like, nobody should see this. She nobody. lit like a fucking, uh, a, some fucking saint whatever fucking candle. But had some rosary <laughs> beads out and shit. Uh, that's why, that's why I had to go see the priest. Huh? Yeah. It wasn't because he thought it's all, he was cute. It's all though. coming together. It's all coming together now. All right. Uh Man, it makes sense. That, you know, between Hello Neighbor and our lives, we've uh, went through a lot of horror, and I think there's still a little bit more in this list. We got Jurassic there is a little bit World more. Aftermath. I uh, nice segue, bro. Yeah, yeah, a little uh, bit of survival horror. <laughs> well, talking about my parents, or at least my mom, maybe that was her survival horror story. I think so, dude. She didn't have to dodge velociraptors, but she was probably dodging some type of load. She was, she was dodging the demons. Yeah. That were coming out of, coming out of my mattress. (sighs) Anyways, this is going to, this is going to make great content for the people who are going to watch this clip sometime next week. You're welcome, (laughs) fellas. There you go. We're going to have PlayStation VR two games and the time that we uh, mentally scarred our parents back when we were young little dumb things, just just spanking it, just spanking wearing it out, dude. Wearing it out, just like we're gonna wear out this welcome. Before we move uh, on, with I, Jurassic, I, 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 wanna, I wanna mention this. Uh, All right. So my mom <laughs> brought up to me the other day in a casual oh, conversation. No. Yeah, she goes. You know, the only thing I never, I ever wondered about you was you used to take the longest showers. Oh no. And I was like, I go, yeah, I, I fucking love showers. And she was like, yeah, I was upset. And so I asked her, (laughs) she asked her husband about it and she goes, leave him alone. He's taking care of his business in there. And she goes, oh my God, not my son. And she's like, is that? Is that what you were doing all those years? It's like, oh God, no! I hate jerking off in the shower. I did that shit in my bed. I was like, Not I just, I just really like fucking hot water, and I would just 
lay down in the shower and just let it splash on me because I'm a fucking weirdo. <laughs> oh man! But she I, I used to do thinking that. about that yeah. for twenty fucking years, dude. No, it, it, it's it's definitely it's a thing. Um, I don't remember if I used to do that, but I do remember like I would just I would sometimes do that. I would just stand there and just like sometimes I would even like sit yeah. like at the end of the tub and just let the water hit me. Yeah. Um, I remember once my uh, <laughs> this is this is going back like I think like. 15, 20 years. Uh, I remember I was hanging out with my cousins and uh, we were talking and somebody brought up, brought up the idea that one of my cousins like, is like, yeah, you know, like he takes, he takes like 45 minute showers and everybody was just like, damn, like, what are you doing in there, boy? He's like, I just like to, I just like to stand there. You know, I like to, I like to stand, I like to stand and let the water hit me. He's like, yeah, sure. Yeah. And jerking it off in the, yeah. in the damn no shower. No one wants to believe that a motherfucker everybody, just enjoys a shower. <laughs> yeah. And just like, oh, just like, make sure you scrub or you scrub the tub before you get out. Ain't nobody want to step in that. <laughs> to be fair. Lord. Uh, yeah. If you do jerk off in the shower, use cold water. Uh, it makes the uh, the leftovers go away faster. I did not know that. Thank yeah, you for, for whatever, that information. For whatever reason, I, I, there was there was a podcast that I listened to with a porn star and somebody else. I think like a streamer. And uh, they were talking about it and they were like, yeah, if it gets on your clothes, wash them with cold water uh, because they get a lot of loads on them in that industry. Um, they were like, wash <laughs> yeah, it with cold water they do. because hot water, for whatever reason, makes it clump up. It makes everything constrict um, and get real gross and sticky. But if you hit it with cold water, it doesn't know what to do and it just dissipates like water. I would kind of I would kind of think that it would. It would kind of like maybe clump up because it's, huh. I guess, genetically, it's meant to go into something. Maybe, warm. yeah. Hmm. Uh, Interesting. I wonder what happens when people Very have sex with dead bodies. Then, uh, if you're a necrophiliac, maybe that's why they uh, let us know in the comments below what happens. Perfect. Yeah, we're definitely. I'm definitely cutting this part out. <laughs> <laughs> this this shit is going into a clip on its own. <laughs> you know what? Genius. Yeah. Absolute genius. Yeah. Genius. Anyways. This man here yeah. got all the good ideas. Jurassic World aftermath. Jurassic connection. World. Anyways, um, this was that was slightly related. Mm -hmm. Um Jurassic World Aftermath Collection is also coming to PSVR too. From developer Coatsync, indie dev and publisher who has done um, the Oculus version. Apparently, so this is a collection of two games. Uh, they've done the original Oculus version of the two Jurassic, Jurassic World Aftermath games. Launches sometime in 2023. Survival adventure game. Um, two big names. Uh, narrative game um, by Laura Bailey, huge uh, voice actress. I respect her. Uh, also, Jeff Goldblum. Who is reprising his role Hell as Doctor yeah. Ian Malcolm? Hell yeah! Right? Hell yeah! This this game is also targeting 4K at 90 FPS. Seems like it's going to be interesting. You can, if you have an Oculus, uh, is it Rift? I don't know. If you have an Oculus headset, you can go out and purchase Jurassic World Aftermath right now. But PSVR two folks will get that experience in 2023. And if uh, next up we before, go, what's up? 
if you're not going to get a PSVR, this is also available. This game is just available like everywhere else. Oh, yeah. Most of these games are. Most of these games are. Uh, I want to say that um, there's, I think, maybe a third or a half of these are actually new development, and most most of the others are ports. Yep. Um, Just like Pistol Whip VR. So Pistol Whip VR is from developer Cloudhead Games. They are the VR developer behind the original Pistol Whip game. Uh, Apparently, like, it was... Like one of the shows, like an E3 or one of those things, like it got like uh, VR game experience of the year or it was nominated for a VR experience game of the year, like in 2019 or something like that. Um, they didn't really say too much about it. No, really, no release date, no real pre-order date. If you're going to have uh, have one, it is a physical action rhythm game with gunplay, which sounds weird as hell, but uh, it looks super dope. It looks super dope. This is almost like a... It, the aesthetic is kind of like super hot. I was about to say the same um, thing, but it it's super fast paced. So it's very it's very like geometric. Um, you know, it's um, an idea of a person shooting at you, and it's very stylistic, like uh, like the bullets and things that that kind of come at you. Uh, very a lot of colors, a lot of colors. It's not like flat, kind of like how super hot is. It's almost kind of like. Um, maybe psychedelic is also a good word you know there's a lot of a lot of bright colors a lot of moving colors things like that seems like it'll be a good time the gameplay looks wild as fuck on that game Uh, it does it does you know what it reminds Uh, uh, me of it's like beat saber plus shooting Mm. there you go yeah 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 that's actually that's actually a good way of describing it definitely uh, a beat saberish game for sure Then uh, next up we have uh, Zenith: The Last City from developer uh, Ramen VR. This is a bunch of Y Combinator Bay Area bro devs who uh, focus on VR games. Uh, they are the developers behind the original uh, Zenith game uh, for Steam VR and Oculus. Uh, pre-orders start November fifteenth, and they say it is going to be a launch game. Uh, Zenith: The Last City, I believe. And I, I screwed up by not putting it in here, but I do believe it is a an MMO RPG with anime and JRPG aesthetics. Yes. So that's what it kind of is. Very interesting uh, MMO RPG with VR. I'm not. I, I don't know much about the game. I didn't look too much into it. But if you're looking for more of like a long term title that you can definitely play with a whole bunch of other people. Uh, Zenith Elasticity is probably the type of game for you. So this is going to be the PSVR 2 version. As I said, it is actually currently available on Steam VR and Oculus storefronts right now. What was that old um, MMO game that was on like Sega Dreamcast that everybody played the fuck out of back in the day? But it was like a was it Fantasy Star Online. Fantasy Star Online. That's what this is, but with VR. That's exactly what it fucking looks like to me. It's just Fantasy Star in first person. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it could be compelling. Definitely not gonna. I ain't, not, I ain't I about to grind for stuff, man. I ain't got no time for that. Mm-hmm. If the next up we have, low, I'd probably play it. Probably, and this is definitely one of those games that they want you to spend time in for sure. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have After the Fall from developer Vertigo Games. <clears throat> 
They are the VR company again. So this is a port uh, behind the Oculus Steam VR, and apparently this is also a PSVR one game as well. So this looks like this looks to be uh, an upgrade, I guess you could say. Uh, launches in 2023. This is a post-apocalyptic co-op shooter, um, which you could have. I guess it looks like up to 32 players within your little game world, and if you actually own the PSVR one version, you get a free upgrade to the PSVR two. Sheesh. So yeah, if you already have you already have a uh, this PSVR one game by spending five hundred and fifty dollars minimum six hundred with tax, you too can play this using PSVR two. <laughs> the uh, I don't know shit about this game, but that studio uh, Vertigo Games, what a fucking brilliant name! Because Vertigo is what people were getting in the beginning of VR when it was fucking mm. shit frame yeah. and they were getting sick as fuck. Uh, that it just an absolute. Uh, chef, chef's kiss, uh, mm-hmm. name uh, for a company that does VR. Like Jesus Christ, that's so good. I, I, I do plan if I if I do end up doing like a live stream or something like that. <clears throat> I do plan on keeping a, a garbage can nearby because I do do anticipate throwing up. <clears throat> I I do not handle VR well. Oh shit. <clears throat> well, so I will. I put it this way: if if it does decent decent like tracking uh with a headset and like you know if i have to like move hands around and stuff like that if it has decent tracking i can do all right but uh what i found out is that uh as long as the movement is physical based and not like controller based like i can do all right for i think uh so i had um i had a co-worker bring out super hot for vr using the, i think it was like the quest headset and that was good because uh you you know you stand still yeah and then as you move time goes forward and so dodging around like bullets and the stuff that's getting thrown at you and then using the controllers to like pick up weapons and shoot and then you can also warp around so you like point it point at an area and you push a button and it warps you to that location that that was fine and then he brought out half-life one so the original Half-Life one, but what they did is they uh, they added VR controls, which essentially means that you're playing it almost like a console game. Yeah. So the headset is what you're viewing out of, but you're controlling it with the joystick and with the buttons. And that made me sick as hell. I so could not. Your hmm. right stick moved your head? Yeah. Oh, essentially fuck what that. it was. Fuck that, dude. I would oh, no, no, no. Uh, yeah, yeah, the right stick moved moved the control. Yeah. So, uh for those who don't know, uh Half-Life 1 starts off with this big long tram sequence. So, you know, that's fine. You know, you don't necessarily have to move, but uh I think it was just a combination of me standing still, having everything just kind of passing by me, and then trying to walk through the tram and then swinging the camera around so I could, you know, see the stuff that was happening on the side because there's a lot of stuff going on when you're riding that tram. Um, by the time I got to the end, where one of the guards, one of the Barney guards, like, you know, lets you out and allows you to step into the facility to start, you know, the game proper, I was sick. I was absolutely, I had to take the thing off. It ruined my entire day. Like, damn, I felt like garbage for the entire day. I do not do well with stuff like that. Apparently, from what my coworker said, you kind of get used to it, but you got to have to, you have to, you have to play, you know, you have to desensitize yourself to it, I guess. And he said that uh, he he was the same way, but he had to sit down and he had to kind of like just over and over again, 
And apparently he got used to it and he could play long sessions uh, without, you know, feeling bad. No. So maybe that's the case. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I may be yakking on stream. Awesome. Can't wait. <laughs> then, uh, the then the game. last game. Last game we have called Tentacular. Tentacular, I guess is what you would call it. Uh, from developer Fire Punched Games, UG. I think they're I think they're foreign. I don't think they from around here. Oh shit. Uh, they are the VR dev behind uh, the original Steam VR and the Quest 2 version of this game from Devel- uh, Devolver Digital. Um, they are the publisher for Tentacular. It is uh, a puzzle-based adventure game where you play as a gigantic te- tentacle beast. So it's almost kind of like a maybe like a kaiju type thing. Uh, from what I've seen from the gameplay, you know, your hands are the tentacles and you're like slapping stuff around. You're interacting with um, <clears throat> this world where like you, I, it, it's super weird too. like you're you're opening up like buildings like a fridge kind of thing. And uh, I, I don't know what the point of it is, but it looks super cool. I will give it that uh, pre-orders for this uh, game. Tentacular begin on November 15th. And again, there is no release date. So we'll we will see. We will see. And then now we're going to come to the L's. L's of the week. L's of the week. Um, I'm so excited. I hate this. I hate this so much. We talked about this last <laughs> week. I was so excited. I was so excited about this. And like just the idea of what this could be was racing through my head. And I got excited. I got excited about it. I was like, please, Square Enix, don't mess this up. And I don't know, like they supremely screwed it up. I don't know how much harder you can screw this up. Son of a bitch. So last week we talked about Square Enix trade trademarking a term called symbiogenesis in Japan, right? NFT. It's an NFT. It's, it's related to NFTs. It has nothing to do, absolutely nothing to do with Parasite Eve. The bastards. The bastards, how they could do something. Why would they call it symbiogenesis? They didn't have to call it that. Yeah. They didn't have to call it that. Son of a bitch. Anyway, so they did a they did a press release. Yeah, they're calling it a digital collectible art project designed for Web3. If you hear Web3, if you hear that anywhere, you run. Yep. That's bad. Web3 is a catch-all phrase for this NFT metaverse bullshit. All it is. All it is. Completely ignore it. Don't even bother with it. They're calling it a self-contained world where a wide cast of characters symbiosis. How do characters symb... I I don't know. So these characters are symbiosising. Alright? And then they can be collected as art, apparently. And it's going to feature an interactive story and a dedicated community, I guess. On top of it, the art that you collect can be used in your social media profile pictures. Just kind of like how Twitter does, where they turn like the what they turn the the pro, like the cir- circular profile picture into like an octagon to indicate I'm an NFT, bro, bro. You know what I mean, bro, bro. I did not know it did that. Yeah, and what people were doing is that they were modifying their profile picture to mimic the octagon shape. Just like, hey, like I did this for free. You paid like six figures for your NFT, so you could have an octagon shape to your profile picture. Fucking idiots. Fuck, dude. 
Anyways, and apparently this is going to be browser based. So whatever that means, it's I don't even know if they call it a game. It's it. They said it's an interactive story. So it's it's some sort of browser based experience. I guess you could call it. I don't know. Uh, launches in spring of 2023. Yeah. And the last the last point that I, I wrote in this document. Shame on us for ever believing that Square would revisit a long overdue franchise like Parasite Eve. Yeah. How dare us? How dare even, us? How, how dare us We're, even we think are that they idiots. would do something like that? We're full-blown idiots. Um, idiots. This is, this is one, uh, NFTs are pretty much fucking dead. Yeah. Uh, no one gives a shit anymore. That, that ship came in super fucking fast and then left super fucking fast. That yep. shit's gone. The fact that it took them this Super long gone. to do anything with it um, shows how detached they were from what the fuck NFTs were really supposed to be, and um, shows that they don't really. I don't I, like. Maybe they're not. Their 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 fingers not really on the pulse. Secondly, whatever what's in the post <clears throat> is the fact that you can get extra characters like Cloud Strife with a. A pre-purchase oh, bonus of an extra God, thirty or forty dollars or some shit. Yeah, uh, and you, then you the, purchase the statue and yeah. you purchase like a digital edition yeah. or whatever, and it comes with the NFT. Yeah, uh, and so idiots. The the caveat to that is, and what they put in the article is, all of these NFTs are hosted on a different server, and if that server goes down eventually, if that server goes, hey, we're done being a company, you lose all of your NFT data. Well, that's right. To, They're to using the game, a third-party the host for the NFTs. Yeah. So that's where the NFTs are going to live. And if that third party ever goes down, well, that's it. Yeah, then Sorry. the game's just dead. Fuck you. Thanks for playing. That's it. Does it? Does it? Is it still considered non-fungible at that point? I don't. I don't. I don't remember what non-fungible stands for. I didn't care enough about the NFTs to even care about like what the purpose of non-fungible was supposed to be. Uh, but you're right, and I think the one of the things about these kind of companies is that. Corporate moves so slow. Corporations move so slow. Like, even if they thought this was a really good idea, this was like a really good idea like a year and a half ago. You know what I mean? That's how long it takes for all of of this stuff to go up the chain of command to where they can finally like, yes, we're going to do that. We're going to, we are going to approve the idea you had back in 2020. That kind of shit. You know what I mean? And by the time they put it out, just like, can't believe nobody cares about nfts anymore yeah what happened this was such a great idea like you showed us all of this data and then like just nobody nobody bothered to to find out what happened after 2020 like that that's that's what we're going to see a whole bunch of this stuff yep. like i'm i'm still upset about snoop dogg turning death row records into an nft label the bastard the bastard the, the audacity I, I i can't say that he him, Dr. Dre, Tupac, they made Death Row records, but I'm still I'm still salty. I'm still salty about him doing that to Death Row. Why would you do that? But yeah, I, I have a feeling we're gonna see a lot of these a lot of these just delayed reactions by corporations to institute any of this NFT stuff. Yep. We're gonna start seeing them release this to absolutely no fanfare. Nobody's gonna give a shit. And they're gonna be like, I can't believe nobody cared like we had 
all of this data showing all these people spending all kinds of crazy money in a couple of years ago, are you telling me it just disappeared? Yeah. Yep. That's what happens. There were like five artists maybe who made a shitload of money off of it. Yeah. Uh, and that was it. And that was because they were already fucking famous. And one of them had already been doing NFTs like four fucking years before, maybe even five years before NFTs were a thing. But he was doing it with physical tokens and then printing everything out and casing it in a plexiglass thing that was like an inch or two <laughs> thick and then mailing it to you. It was um, a guy from fucking South Carolina uh, who does all those weird like Pokemon like Pikachu mixed with fucking Donald Trump and like Joe Biden sucking on his nipples types of things. I forget that fucking dude's name. I, I don't remember. But uh, you, you're, you use the internet way differently than I do. Yes, I do. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, like it's, we're seeing, we see a lot of this. I remember, what was it? Um, uh, We got a lot of, uh, what was it? I think it was earlier this year or maybe it was later la- uh, last year. Uh, Who was it? Seth Green, the guy behind Robot Chicken. He was upset because he actually got into, uh, well, he lost some NFTs uh, through like a scam. Like somebody sent him a uh, an email link and he thought it was legit. Uh-huh. And uh, when he tried to like, you know, put his login information, he ended up losing NFTs. And so <clears throat> what ended up happening was that uh, he was using that NFT to start some sort of like TV series starring the NFT characters that he had purchased. And oh, so when he lost yeah, it, I remember this. he, yeah, he tried to get in contact with the person who had actually bought it. So somebody stole his NFT, sold it to somebody else using another NFT platform. And then, so technically he was the new, the new owner technically had all rights to it. And Seth Green was upset because the entire purpose of this new show that he was trying to create was starring that NFT token character. So he ended up, I do believe purchasing that nft token off of the new owner in order to get ownership of it no i haven't heard i haven't heard a damn thing about it so seth green more than likely double paid for some bullshit nft token that's going to end up going absolutely nowhere absolutely nowhere that's so wild to me because he for what he paid for that twice he probably could have just hired like 10 artists Probably, but it's, but it was NFT based. Yeah. You know, it was supposed to be like, that was and again, yeah. and again, the, the entire reason why all of this stuff is going to just fall flat as soon as, as soon as it comes out is because even if Seth Green is able to get this show, like maybe 2023, you know, like middle of t- summer, 2023, he's going to, he's going to release the show. Nobody's going to give a shit about NFTs at that point. So it took him two to three years to get the idea, come up with a concept, maybe have somebody else like fund the concept to get made something like that. Right. And by the time it does come out, absolute, it's going to, it's going to just bomb completely. That's wild. You know what I mean? That's so wild. I don't know. Maybe he comes out and maybe he comes out even if somebody's stupid enough to, to fund his idea. But I hope, I hope that he just double paid for something that nobody's going to want to touch. You know what I mean? I mean, I remember deserves it. Everybody was on the fucking... I'm sorry, Seth Green. Yeah, dude, I'm sorry for him too, man. That's fucking wild. Everybody was on this fucking NFT kick. Uh, Even... even, I I bring him up every fucking podcast. I I should just stop watching this fucking stream. Pay money, Wubby. Yep. When he sold the (laughs) NF turd, 
which is just a uh, a JPEG picture of his bathroom that was disgusting. Maybe it was an MP4. I think maybe it had music or something with it. Um, okay. But he sold it for like $20,000 on stream. What? Yeah. A That's... picture of his dirty fucking bathroom. Because sometimes... Gross. So he That's he so was gross. he was super fucking fat for a while. He's still super that fucking is true. fat. But he was super fucking fat and he was really unhealthy. And I'm not I'm not speaking about him like like I hate him. I I like the guy. I watch his fucking stream all the time, all this other stuff. But he was doing fucking terrible. And the motherfucker was shitting on himself in the middle of stream and having to run to the bathroom and take off his underwear and stuff. And so he just had shit covered underwear all over the bathroom floor. All no. like there was shit everywhere. It was no. disgusting. And he was embarrassed of himself. Dude. And he took a picture of it and, be- and it became an NFT. God, I hope. Oh, oh. And that that's oh. what kickstarted his like, I need to fucking work out and take care of myself because he oh. had to expose himself about how being a multimillionaire fucking person, like public figure, streamer, all this other stuff, and was just yeah. shit in his fucking pants constantly because he was so fucking unhealthy. Um, so NFTs changed his life in a really good way. Uh, but for everybody else, I, maybe not so much. Good for him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ooh. That story didn't really have anywhere else to go. Uh, but it was a big L no, uh, for someone I think who you paid were, yeah, you were. I think you were making fun of, I think you were making fun of Pay Money Wubby. There's all shitting, shit, shitting his underwear. Yeah. Oh, oh, Wubby. <sighs> pay money, shitting his pants, Wubby. Yeah. Fucking shitting his pants and saying the N word and the R word. There you go. Yeah. Oh, that's all he does. That's all he does. Jesus. Anyways. We got one more L, and it's not Helena Taylor. It is not Helena Taylor. We have no more Helena Taylor news because she's probably just like, got him. Yeah. I have nothing else I need to. She she did the mic drop, apparently. Mic drop. And she's just going to walk away. She's not even going to look at the explosion that she just caused. Because cool people don't look at the explosion. That's true. They turn around, they walk away while it explodes in slow motion. This one, though, uh, this one, this one's interesting. I know we had talked about uh, acquisitions. And, you know, we have people like Tencent and the Bracer Group who are buying a lot of these smaller studios. And one of the reasons why we kind of posited that maybe this is a good thing is because you have all of these all of these companies with a whole bunch of money, right? Mm-hmm. Buying up these studios and allowing these studios to kind of act independent in a way that maybe, hey, you know, maybe some of these smaller studios, they would have gone under, you know, they wouldn't have been able to sustain themselves to stay open. But a company like Embracer comes along, injects money into these folks and allows them to continue working. So maybe they get an extra, an extra, you know, couple of years yeah. to, to prove themselves. Well, apparently that's not really what they do. So Embracer has shut down a studio that they just recently acquired. And this is this is kind of like playing hot potato, too. Uh, so Square Enix Montreal was one of the Western studios that they decided to just trim the fat of. They decided we don't like we don't like these Western developers anymore. We need to get rid of them. So Square Enix Montreal 
they decided to sell off and it was picked up by the Embracer Group. And in fact, Square Enix Montreal shed the Square Enix name and decided to call themselves Onoma. And then Embracer decided, I think it was, I don't remember when they bought them. It's got to be at least like a couple of months. Yeah. A couple of months since all this has gone down. They decided to shut down the studio. They're gone. So Square Enix Montreal, Onoma, they were the developers behind Hitman Go and Laura Croft Go. They they had a couple of more titles, but those are probably the two most well-known. Uh, those were some turn-based strategy mobile games, and apparently they were really good. I heard a lot of good things about Hitman Go, a lot of good things about Laura Croft Go. Luckily, some of the employers, some of the employees, I should say, uh, have been able to move over to IDOS Montreal, which uh, I do believe, I guess, em- Embracer owns IDOS? I-, I think so. Crystal Dynamics and yeah. all those people who are involved in the Deus Ex and, and Laura Croft Tomb Raider stuff. So some of them have been able to, to move over, but the rest, they're gone. It's it's kind of crazy. I, I kind of assume that with Tencent and Embracer just throwing around so much money that the idea of shutting down these kind of studios wasn't going to be too much of a thing. It seemed like they were just allowing them to do what they needed to do in order to you know, continue pushing out games. I get it though. This was a, this was like a mobile developer. They pushed out mostly mobile games. I want to say, I don't think they ever did anything bigger than, than the Hitman and Laura Croft ghost stuff, but it's still sad to see, you know, these, these kind of guys getting, getting the shaft. It's not a, not something that we want to hear. Uh, and it's kind of like a double edged sword, I guess with this news, cause they used this opportunity to not only talk about Onoma being shut down, but they wanted to talk a little bit about IDOS Montreal as well. Um, some of the updates they gave for that, it was that they apparently had a Stranger's Game, a strange, Stranger's Game, a Stranger Things game. Um, it was supposed to be like some sort of, I don't know, like uh, E.T. bullshit where uh, kids on a bike game experience. I, I, I don't know what apparently that, that it entailed, but they decided to shut that down. Uh, I guess some good news out of all of this. So there's a, a couple of small W's in this L. Uh, apparently a new Deus Ex game is in development. Very, very, very early development. This is nowhere, nowhere near even, it's probably not even in pre-production. You know, somebody was just like, hey, maybe we should make a new Deus Ex game. Eh, maybe we should. <laughs> it's probably just, like, just in this story process. Yeah. What are the beats? Yeah. Yeah. Somebody was just like, should we make a new Deus Ex? Like, we'll just say we're going to make a new Deus Ex game. doesn't mean we got to. Embracer also talked about IDOS Montreal also doing some co-dev partnerships with Xbox. So apparently Xbox is utilizing the IDOS Montreal talent to help them with things like Fable, which came out, uh, they did a little teaser for the new Fable game a couple of years ago, saying that Playground Games, somebody known for making race car games, are going to make an open world Western RPG or something. Uh, we haven't heard anything about this new Fable game. It's been a while. It was it was like in combination with all these other things. Like uh, uh, they talked about Starfield. I think at that point, like Starfield was like a JPEG. Sky like the new uh, Elder Scrolls Six was like a JPEG. Uh, Fable was just like some really weird, like uh, kind of funny uh, teaser CGI trailer. Um, 
So we haven't heard anything, but apparently they are tapping IDOS Montreal to kind of help with the development there. Okay. So unknown if that means that Embracer is, you know, hustling out their developers to, you know, fill in some some time uh, that they have open, or if Xbox is struggling to get the game made. Who knows? Both so, yeah, it's are, unfortunate. Yeah, both are very unfortunate predicaments to be in. Uh, they really are. with like how how piss poor companies manage developers uh, inside of um, game studios and the crunch and everything else. Uh, and then if a game studio like Xbox um, or a publisher like Xbox is already fucking struggling with this game and then they hand it off to a company that's in a mishmash of fucking consuming other employees who just got let go and like they're in a situation where they could probably be let go at this new place. This sounds like a fucking mess. Uh, yeah, so it really does. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, whatever this fucking shit soup over there uh, that they're they're stirring around. Hopefully, it turns out. You know, maybe we get a good game or two. Uh, hopefully, these people I get to so. keep their jobs. What a fucking. Mm-hmm. At least you know what yeah. you know what in 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 the grand scheme of things, uh, in the past thirty days, <laughs> this is the best L we've had. So um, you know, hats off to these guys for not. Uh, Creating an entire fucking shit show, um, and shutting bad. shutting Could down the internet for like two fucking weeks. But uh, you yeah. know this this it, is this is still pretty shit. But it's not. As, I, and as shit. you know, and the and the thing is, is like it, it's really I, I can't really necessarily blame them. Um, I don't want to get all economic and and whatnot, but um, there's a lot of people being super shocked that uh, companies are letting people go right now. <laughs> and I have they do it no idea year, every year. <laughs> well, not just that. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know if they realize that again, like you said, they're coming to the end of the year. And also, uh, there's a lot of, a lot of fear about, about a recession hitting. Oh yeah. So there's a lot of companies tightening their belts. Yeah. And when you hear like these major corporations are, are laying off, you know, like a thousand people, people are like, Oh, oh my God. God. And just like, yeah, bitch. Like, I don't know if you realize like what everybody's freaking out about. You know, it's not because it's not because, uh, uh, what's her name? JK Rollins doesn't, doesn't, uh, doesn't acknowledge trans people. It's, uh, it's because the economy, well, the, the, I, the, um, was it the, uh, not the trust, but just like the belief in the economy for the next like for the next like six months or so. That looks not good. Yeah, there's not a lot of people who have a lot of faith in it right now. Well, it's because and all so, the economic economics uh, economists. Yeah, whatever whatever the yeah, dudes are that that uh, evaluate the economy, um, mm-hmm. the top tier guys that everybody looks to, and women, I guess too, uh, uh, and especially the people that work for Elon Musk. All of them have been predicting a at least another year of downturn in in yeah. um, our finances, uh, and so it makes sense if if a company like Tencent uh, and Embracer Group, um, if their whole idea is accumulating as much money as they possibly can before they die, uh, if if that's what they want to do, then yeah, you got to lay off a thousand fucking people here and there. It's going to happen. Yeah. 
nobody should be nobody should be shocked or surprised if if they see that the company that they whether or not you you think that it's a good company or bad company we're going to we're probably going to see some unfortunate uh unfortunate news about people losing their jobs in the next in the next couple of months yeah. Uh, especially as we get closer to December, it's going to sound really, really shitty to find out that some people are not going to be having a job, but that is kind of the nature of things. Yeah. It's, it's tough if you're not in a, if you're not in an industry and unfortunately, like, um, especially like in entertainment video games, like it's a, it's a, it's a very volatile, this industry, volatile is a very good word. Yeah. I forget. I don't know what kind of stupid SAT word I was trying to come up with. I should not pretend to be smart, <laughs> uh, but a volatile uh, industry such as video games. Yeah. There are, I mean, we saw like G4, like they thought it was a really good idea till it really wasn't where they're just like, you walk into work and just like, Y'all my key card doesn't work fuck. anymore. You know what I mean? Just like, it's like, did you check your email this morning, bro? It's like, no, why would I do that? And like, it's not even time for me to clock in yet. I'm not going to read that shit. Yeah. By the way, why doesn't my key card work? Oh, uh, you don't work here anymore. What? Oh, just me? No, everybody. <laughs> everybody. I'm just like, everybody don't. Work you could have no called more. me before I drove my ass all the way out here. Yeah. You know, like you should read your email. Before I took the subway, <laughs> that kind of thing. bitch. You know, like it's, it's yeah. You know, it's it's all yeah. it's all funny. It, it's. Yeah, like this kind of like this kind of entertainment type thing. Um, I mean, you work in a you work in a very volatile uh, yeah. uh, industry, yeah. you know, oil and gas like it's. And the thing is, is like in Texas, in Houston, especially, there's a ton of people who work there. Yeah. Like people are used to the ups and downs of the yeah. oil industry. And they it's like a thing that they've just understood that, yo, oil's in the shitter. Well, uh, goodbye. Gonna gonna spruce up my resume. You know what I mean? It's every five uh, start, to seven years, dude. That yeah. They just lay off like 50% of the fucking people in the oil and gas industry in Houston. Yeah. We could, uh, we could have arguments where it's just like, well, that's not cool. They're making record profits. Why would they do that? Cool. That doesn't help me pay my mortgage yeah. having that discussion. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just kind of a thing that companies do. Yeah. And uh, you just have to realize like that's the industry I'm in. And so... I have to be able to adapt to whatever comes down the line. And that's just how it works. You don't like it, get the fuck out of oil and gas. There's not much not much else you could say about that. No. You know what I mean? They pay really good when times are really good in oil and gas. They seem like they just have bottomless amounts of dollars. Yeah. You're going to get sent out to all of these really nice restaurants. You're going to get bottle service. It seems like these people are just throwing money away yep. just it's, to it's, give you some dumb shit. Yeah, you know what I mean? I mean? It's, it's like strippers and steaks for lunch uh, in good times. And it's, you know, cardboard boxes and wet shoes <laughs> during bad times. You know, like it's... it's yeah, uh, Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, you got to take the good with the bad. That's just how it works. Yeah. And unfortunately, the video game industry is like that. Um, it's It's one of those things where it's very... Sometimes you just get in your feelings and just like, this ain't working. Yep. We're shutting it down. Yep. That's basically how it is. Yep. Dude, I, I, and, uh, uh, I'm allergic to this fucking beer. No. Yeah. 
I am having a full blown fucking allergy attack drinking this fucking. Oh, beer. that's so. Oh, and I just no. bought twelve of them. That sucks, dude. <laughs> what? At least wait, twelve. What's the? What do you think? It? What do you think is in it? Uh, what do you think is in it that's know. causing you to? I don't know. I don't know. Because I, I do all right with. Uh, I mean, it's probably the spices. It's got a lot of fucking spices in here. Probably it probably is a spice. Um, you know, I, I will say that I haven't talked about it, but um, the uh, the Hidden Dragon by Martin House. Uh, I, I'm kind of kind of enjoying it. Yeah, kind of enjoying it. Yeah, it's a uh, it's one of the sours. It's the kind of sour that I like, where you drink it. And the sourness kind of hits the back of your tongue. Yeah. And it kind of um, causes you to kind of causes your mouth to kind of water up Ooh. because of the sourness. Ooh, okay. I like that. And, um, you know, you can really you can really taste the orange juice. I don't really know much about dragon fruit or ginger. You can a little bit of the ginger. It's, it gives it a little a little a little spice, a little kick. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely definitely the kind of sour I love. With a definitely uh, orange juice forward uh, feel, oh, yeah. really enjoying it. Sorry about the pumpkin, man. I, I forget. I forget you're you're a sickly child. <laughs> yeah, I got a, I got some I got some bad allergies. Uh, I get I get allergic to shit pretty easy. So it's it's uh, that sucks, dude. Yeah, it's all right. I'll just uh, blow it's, my nose I a lot it. and shoot some. I mean, spray like, in there dude, if right. you need me to take that beer off your hands, like, I'll, I guess I could help you out I with that. So. I guess so. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure i'm, I'm sure, sure i'll make my way it. through it uh i'll work my way <laughs> you're through gonna it. power through it i mean what's I, I would assume that you're probably gonna evaluate how this makes you feel after drinking it to see how bad it is and if it's just something that just kind of like hits you for like 30 minutes or so you're gonna be like oh, i can deal with it it's just right now it's just sinus um so i could i could hit some nasal spray and i'd be totally fine um it made my eyes water pretty heavily earlier uh, I thought it was the light, which is why I put on the glasses. And then I was oh. like, oh, I'm having an allergy attack. I had like tears streaming down my face earlier. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? I'm like, not depressed. It's fucking extreme <laughs> allergies. I thought you were just happy to talk to me. This week. <laughs> You're like, Jeez. dude, God, what a, what a fucking banging experience hanging out with my what bro. A, um, what a bro. What a total bro moment right here. Holy shit, dude. Uh, I think I'm. I, uh, go ahead. I want to know if you've noticed this. I know we're at the tail end. This is it. Right, we're this is this is the end of the pod. We're just gonna we're gonna riff and we're gonna bullshit uh, for the last half. But I want I want to know if I want to know if you noticed. I was watching my language for the entirety of the of oh. the of the front half. I think I didn't start cussing until I, we got to the L's. I basically I cut off all of that language. Oh. Huh. You know I don't what? know if you noticed. I don't. I Did don't know. I think I was. I was. I was too in my head with like, am I about to start sneezing a lot? Do I need to find napkins okay. to like plug my nose? <laughs> and so just to, just to fill you guys in for the people out in podcast line, YouTube land, uh, we've had we've had a discussion uh, trying to hypothesize if maybe if maybe just the just the language is enough to like shove shove the uh the videos the podcast kind of like on a lower end of the algorithm because of because of the language language thing and i'm trying to figure out if if maybe it's the language or maybe just the podcast sucks 
<laughs> you know, maybe it has nothing to do with the fact that we're cussing. It's just like nobody wants to watch our, our dumbasses uh, talk for like an hour and a half about video games. It's it's maybe it's a little column A, a little column B. <laughs> yeah, I I think a little bit of it is the length for sure. Um, mm. We actually we, did good this one. Yeah, we did. Um, and we're coming out with uh, episode clips and episode highlights and segments. That's right. So we're going to be breaking these things apart. So for people who are listening directly to the podcast, um, mm-hmm. you're getting this, you know, hour and 45 minute long episode probably uh, by the time we end it. Um, so thank you for sticking around. But for yeah, people who appreciate um, you guys, we need we need the people who enjoy hang, hanging around and hopefully for the people who really enjoy watching the entirety of the podcast, um, we hope we hope you we give you something that you enjoy listening to. And again, like we said, guys, if and gals, um, if <laughs> non-binary pals, I love watching Kenji Lopez. Um, if you have any ideas about what we can make, what we can improve, things that you would like to hear more about, things you would like to hear less about, uh, remember, uh, just leave us a comment. We don't take it personal. Like we we do this. I I do this. I don't know if about you, Bradley. I do this because I enjoy hanging out with you. Yeah. Just yeah. And, no, this is and talking fun. about this kind of stuff. Yeah. Like this is fun. This is fun for me. And uh, it's one of those things where we just hope that having a conversation like this and having it recorded and putting it out into the ether into the world to have people kind of listening. I I have these stupid thoughts every once in a while where. I, I was trying to figure out like what what way could I describe what this podcast is like I and we have these experiences just out in the real world where it's just us like if we were at a pub at a bar sitting at a table like we would probably have like a similar type of conversation right and so this podcast is essentially you know you're either at the table next to us you're sitting at the bar you're just listening to these two dumb dudes just you know wax poetic about video games and just kind of listening in and we have literal experience where we have these dumb conversations and then people will just jump in like hey yeah no final fantasy 7 is the best final fantasy game and we'll just talk about that stuff yeah and we'll have dumb conversations how i think one winged angel is super overrated and is is a terrible song and people who who like that song are also terrible people you know what i i i've i've had a lot of thoughts about that very specific topic to where I was thinking really hard about trying to sneak it in to an episode so bad, just like playing it behind the scenes in like an area. I just <laughs> I would hate you so much for it. It's a terrible song. Everybody really fucking loves song. the remake version. I don't, there's, there's no, there's no way One Week Angel is good. No matter you, you can remix it. I don't know. I don't care what you remix it with. It's still going to be terrible. <laughs> you have that that stupid operatic just garbage, and you have just like the those very uh, very harsh just kind of strings. Yeah. It's a garbage song. I don't. I can't even. I can't even describe what the song sounds like because I refuse to listen to it. I refuse to listen to it. Damn. It sounds awful. Awful. I'm very. I'm more of a melo- melodic person. 
Uh, I'm more of a melodic person. So having and here's the here's the rub on top of that too. Xenoblade Chronicles two. Okay. They actually have choir. They have no music, just the this like a just like a choir group. The fuck for real? Yeah, they have a choir group that actually does a couple of songs for Xenoblade Chronicles two, and I could. I can vibe with that too. One winged angel can go fucking hell. I hate it. I hate it so much. You know what? Your I hate your, it. Your hate for it. it brings me a lot of joy, and I don't say that I'm, about I'm, a lot of things. I'm glad it does because I will. If there's any hill I'm gonna die on, it's that one winged angel is a terrible track. God damn! And it should not be as celebrated as it oh. is. There's so much better music. There's so much better music that invokes better emotions one winged angel is basically the popcorn it's a popcorn version of whatever we're supposed to be feeling about sephiroth who apparently isn't he is one of the one winged angels he is not even unique he's not, in that yeah aspect. he's not even the one he's just he is not yeah he is not the one winged angel he is a one winged angel yeah. you know what i mean just because he's got long silver flowing hair, apparently people are just like, well, you know, he's <laughs> screw that. Screw yeah. that and that terrible song. Yeah, he I guess we'll learn more about it for people who haven't played it. Uh we'll learn more about it when the um Advent no, what the fuck is it called? The Crisis Core. Crisis Core comes out. So Yeah. Well, I mean, you can also play it on the PSP if you want to. Yeah that too you can play it there i did and uh i don't know maybe we should i don't remember the when's the last time you played crisis core oh god years ago absolutely yeah. fucking years i don't know ago. maybe we should maybe we should look up a synopsis for crisis core because uh, it's still kind of fresh in my head yeah and uh maybe we should maybe we should sit down and talk about it for a little bit or okay. maybe like at the end of um if we can keep if we can keep the net the next pod kind of down Okay. down a bit maybe we'll just we'll talk about crisis core for you know 15 20 minutes and tear it apart or consider it one of the best uh final fantasy side stories that were ever created you know what i mean yeah i yeah, know that sounds great yeah. that actually sounds great that sounds fun as fuck yeah oh you know what and so i've also i guess putting it out here even while we're on the pod um we should definitely probably have a a layout for just us Whenever there, we have like no uh, no real content to put in the background, uh-huh. show our beautiful faces. Make it. Oh a yeah, yeah, yeah. I I had started working on one the other day, and then I was like, I don't know exactly how I want to lay it out, and it. I think I'm gonna wait until you get your new setup. Yeah, that's right. I've been I've been working with the poverty setup for a long while. <laughs> And, uh, well, I don't even know if I want to call it poverty. I got a, cause it is uh, very fucking expensive. Yeah. The camera is a C920, a Logitech. The, uh, the, um, mic is a, a blue Yeti. I'm using NVIDIA right now to do the, uh, the, the background cut for, for the camera video. And so recently I have a, I got a, a green screen, a decent one. Uh, that wasn't just like it looks like a blanket that you bought from like Joanne's Fabrics and and shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> I got a legit green screen. I have a uh, Sure SMB7B uh, hanging out right now. I didn't get the XLR cable this morning because uh, uh, Amazon 
disappointed me and was not able to get the cable out. I should have had it, uh, I think, Friday. I should have had it Friday, but I, I couldn't get it. Huh. Um, so I'll have a... Oh, and I also got the Elgato XLR Wave in order to power the uh, Sure mic. Hell yeah. So the only thing I'll be missing essentially is going to be probably the the camera. And uh, I was think I was going to go with your recommendation with the Nikon camera. Yeah. And maybe some soft uh, soft light boxes in order to evenly color the uh, the green screen behind there because right now the uh, just with, with this garbage lighting setup that I have now I can't really get good lighting on the green screen itself and it causes me to have to like really crank up uh, OBS's like similarity values in order to get the green screen to cut away and what ends up happening and uh, if you have, if you look at any of our shorts, I think it was the the Nvidia one. The it was the AMD video. Yeah, AMD. You can see how aliased I am against the backdrop. It's it's literally like a low resolution video game on the Switch. There is like so much stair stepping on the on the edges on the edges of my body. Mm-hmm because of how much I had to crank up the similarity and how much I couldn't uh, couldn't raise this uh, the smoothness on the OBS settings mm. because even trying to unalias it uh, I started to lose I started to lose like uh, up here in the forehead area it started to uh, get cut away oh shit so yeah there was nothing I could do I had to really crank down the similarity uh, on it unfortunately getting a fucking I was going to say lobotomy, but that's not the right word. It's almost... Well, I mean, you get fucking lobotomy. scalped. Yeah, I got scalped, dude. Yeah. And uh, so the only real way I can do it, I have to get a better lighting setup. There's really no no yeah. way around it. Um, but uh, I think I just found out that using NVIDIA's... Uh, NVIDIA broadcast to cut the background out and then putting the green screen behind me uh, gives me much better quality. Yeah. much better yeah you know what i mean so I, I think i just might be i think i just might resort to doing that um i'll see how it works maybe i don't need the light boxes after all we'll see yeah um but i'll be pumping out a lot more qual- i definitely need to i don't know if it's the nvidia broadcast i'm blaming the nvidia broadcast for just the glitching in the in the video mm-hmm. um because i think every like five seconds or so like it just kind of like shears away like there's some sort of glitching in the in the video for some reason i don't know what it is honestly and i i've only i want to say that i only started seeing this after i put the 4090 in the goddamn case yeah it was after this you got be, the 4090 uh, and i it, it might just be with discord with the virtual cam that you're using right now no oh no it's not i i catch it when i'm trying to record the shorts mm-hmm. i i see the glitching uh, because when I, I have to uh, like, so I do, I do multiple takes of the intro, uh, that actually, you know, have myself in as part of the intro. Yeah. Um, so I do multiple takes and I catch, I have like my perif my peripheral, mm-hmm. I check to see if it doesn't glitch because if I have a take that I really like and I see it and I don't notice it glitching, I'm going to be so upset because, uh, with the shorts in order to make my voice even to make sure that, you know. All the segments that I may or may not chop up, rearrange, or something like that, uh, sound sound like they came from like this like a single take. I have to do it within like the same uh, same like recording uh, session. Oh. And so if I stop, 
edit everything, you know, start putting things together and notice like, oh, it's glitching and I have to re-record like the intro part. Nine times out of 10, like my positioning against the mic is going to be different. I might be in a different location, might be further away. And so by the time I put it in, it's just like, it sounds so different compared to the rest of the audio on the short. But I mean, you know, I, I treat it as kind of like almost not throwaway content, but it's content that I don't necessarily care too much if there's inconsistencies or anything like that. But on a personal level, it just kind of hurts, how, you know, that I, it's not, it's not as consistent as I would like it to be. How long do you, do you, do you think it takes you to record one of those 30 second videos just from like the number of takes that you have to do? Not long. Uh, I think it's the, the AMD one, the AMD one. I actually spent, I think, uh, an hour and a half mainly because the amount of words that I had to spit out. Oh my God. It was so fast. It was so fast. And there was a lot of like technical jargon shit that I had to talk about as well. And so trying to fit that in with, within like the 30 second ish time, time period. Cause I actually, I actually cut out like two or three sections of that, of that, uh, short originally. I think it was around 45 seconds. Damn. Uh, in the original cut. So I had to shorten it down to hit the 30 seconds. Well, I think it's like 37 seconds or something total. So I cut out like two or three sections. It was a whole bunch of stuff. It was a whole bunch of stuff. And, um, I think I switched the location for the release date from the beginning of the, of the, um, the short to the end. And if you notice, if you, if you listen to it, it's from, almost a completely different take. So if you listen to the short, it sounds consistent, sounds, sounds consistent. And then when you get to the release date, which is like the last like three seconds of the short, you can tell that this audio is completely different from the rest that, that uh, preceded it. Oh shit. And so, yeah. And so that lets you know, it's just like, fuck, you know, like when I did this take, like, I think my, I would think I was closer to the mic or maybe I was further away or maybe I switched positions of the mic. I don't remember, but it sounds completely different. And I was upset because like you get everything sounds like coherent or not coherent, but it's all cohesive. And then you get to the last part and it sounds like the audio is different. Like it sounds like, I don't know, like I I recorded it on a phone or like I recorded the sound coming out of a phone or something like that. Mm -hmm. I was just like, shit, it doesn't, it sounds like it doesn't belong with the rest of the audio. Damn. That's fucking wild. That's unfortunate too. Right, it doesn't feel like. I right. mean, it happens, but yeah. like a, you know, it was. It's a thirty-second short. Like yeah. the the amount of people who might even reach the end of the short is. <laughs> I mean, I think a majority will probably reach the end of the short, but uh, the amount of people that I would actually care is probably very small. But it's if you if you do stuff like this, it's something that you notice, and it's something that just sticks out like a sore thumb when you watch it back. Well, shit, man, you ready to close this bitch down? Let's shut it down, man. Shut it down. Episode 20. This is number 20. It's a ni- nice round number. Yeah. Nice round number. And and like we said, we're doing, we're creating a lot more uh, content. Some are, some are clips, some are shorts. Uh, we're still going to be doing reaction videos. We're obviously be still doing the podcast. Um all that stuff will still remain here on YouTube. Um, and then we still have everything else out on 
uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and in most podcast directories. So be sure to uh, give us five stars there. Comment, like, and subscribe sure here on yes, YouTube. Sir. Uh, and thank you so much for listening. Uh, and uh, one more thing before we sign off. Um, we do have a Twitter account oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. that I that I kind of help manage. Uh, definitely check it out. It is uh, Twitter at official PNP pod. Uh, there's uh, somebody who has the pixels and pints handle who hasn't posted since 2019. We're coming after your handle, bro. Love to I'm going to talk to Elon directly to get that handle back. Um, but uh, uh, supposedly with Twitter blue, with the new Twitter blue, that's going to be the $8 subscription or whatever it's going to, whatever it's going to be. Um, we should be able to post longer form videos and things like that. So I am thinking of potentially doing the shorts from the Twitter the cool. Twitter account. So if YouTube isn't your thing, if Spotify isn't your thing, um, I'm going to try to see what happens with Twitter blue. Uh, once that gets rolled out, uh, some people have gotten it. Um, the pixels and pints podcast doesn't have access to this new Twitter blue service yet. Um, but once it co- becomes available, I'm going to start experimenting with adding some of this content onto Twitter and try to drive in more traffic across, you know, all of our all of our areas, the podcast stuff uh, on the Spotify and Apple podcast, YouTube, and just seeing how it works out. It's eight dollars a month. It's uh, it's for branding. It's marketing, guys. Hell it yeah. is what it is. Oh yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna try. We're doing we're doing a whole lot of things to try to get get more eyeballs on all this stuff. And again, it's but yeah, because we care. We care about the stuff that we we're doing. It's fun for yeah. us. We're hoping that people Very start. Uh, check us out and start to, you know, enjoy the content. I think they will. So be sure to, we're going to be share it. We're the up and comers. Yeah, we are up and comers. -comers. We are up and comers. Yeah. We're going to be, we're going to be the hidden gem. Hidden gem. Uh, And, and 20, in 2027, uh, you know, you'll look back on us and we'll have a thousand subscribers. (laughs) And you'll be like, damn, those guys really fucking did it. They really fucking did it. Look at them. Look at them go. Yeah. They did not waste this time. Uh, so, you know, uh, keep us honest. Um, share this shit with the one friend that you have. Um, or just hit the share it's button. True. Just hit the share button and copy the URL. Don't even fucking share it. As long as you click that share button, what for whatever reason, <laughs> I'm not even shitting you. The YouTube algorithm thinks that it's shareable. And it goes, damn, our 24 subscribers all wanted to share this. You don't have to share it with anybody, but YouTube will go, damn, this nice. is fucking lit. And it'll, it'll I just start showing up in people's stuff. Yeah. 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 I mean, it obviously tracks uh, the click for share and then it, it tracks people actually clicking that share link and then viewing it. But as long as there's engagement to share, uh, it, it, it believes that the content is good enough to be watched. So it starts to share it itself. Yeah. All right. So there you go. I got a little bit of news yeah. for you. Um, and, and again, all that speculation, because who the fuck knows? Because uh, no one knows what the YouTube algorithm actually does. Uh, it's just a lot of speculation. So that's episode 20, man. Uh, today's episode November 6th, 2022. Uh, and, and it feels good to wrap up a, a round number, like you said, of, uh, yeah. of this podcast. And I feel like we've come a long way. So, uh, Again, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. I'm Bradley. And I'm Michael. And we've been Pixels and Pines Podcast. Check you guys.
Later. Damn, that's a great logo. Yeah. I like this logo. Can't wait to wear it one day. Hell yeah.